0: That's the joke. <laughs> good morning, church. Good morning. How are we? Good. Uh, half of you are good. The rest, not so much. Um, listen, it's so good to be with you guys this morning. Uh, I lead our evening service, if you don't know. It. My name is Sia. Um, and I am doing a soft close for our What on Earth is God Doing series. Because next week we have Estelle, who's going to preach. Her name was Estelle. I just call her Estelle we uh, are going to do, lead us, I'm not going to give away too much, but just come expectant. It's going to be incredible, um, but this is a soft close, week six of what on earth is God doing. I'm, on, I'm going to be speaking about a kingdom principle called peace. Now when you hear that, I'm, what do you think about actually when I say the word peace? Do you think of uh, a glass of wine in, in, the, in the hot tub? Uh, or do you think of being alone out in the wilderness, just you and no one else? Or do you think of uh, giving the grandkids to, or giving the kids to the grandparents for a weekend so you and your wife can have some alone time? Um, well, like, what do you think of when you think of this idea of peace? Most people confuse peace with quiet. So, and I'm, the, the piece that I want to unpack this today is. A deep-rooted spiritual peace, your spirit is at peace whether the circumstances around you are in turmoil or not. So the quiet part of things is nice, but let's just be real. We haven't had quiet for a very long time. It's just been thing after thing after thing. So um, my hope and my prayer is by the end of this message, is, is that we're going to be able to walk into environments and spaces with so much, so much peace in our pockets that will be enough to give away. Amen? Fantastic. So as you guys know, when I preach, you're allowed to say three things. You can say amen, you can say preach it, or you can say ride that bus, the all-time favorite. Um, so if you've, been, uh, if, if you've joined us for the very first time today, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a brief Outline of the series up until this point, because uh, there have been five weeks. So the first week, I spoke, Ross spoke about um, how how you see Jesus is how you're going to relate to him. So if he is your friend, if he is uh, uh, your savior, that's how you're going to relate to him. But Jesus is our King who came to establish His kingdom here on earth. Week two, I unpacked the mind-bending principle of the kingdom now and not yet, Now we get to experience. Parts of the kingdom where we see healing and breakthrough and deliverance, etc., But not everyone gets to experience that. And because we know that the kingdom is still yet to come, we aren't bummed or disappointed or think there's something wrong with us when the kingdom doesn't break through in that specific moment. Because you know, when Jesus returns, the fullness of the kingdom will be upon everyone. Everyone will be healed. Everyone will experience deliverance and kingdom breakthrough, wherever they might be. So there's a great sense of expectation in our spirits for that day to come. So we're waiting great expectation. And then one of Ross's best preachers I've heard was the one on wisdom in week three about how we stand under um, heaven's truth. So the truth that you stand under is how you're going to govern and live your life. So um, go listen to that one again. It was just phenomenal. And then I spoke about how God's desire is for his people to be set free and free indeed. And that means the renewing of our minds as well, not just being set free from things. And that's its own journey. And then last week Ross spoke about how we are Um, stuck and how God's desire is for us to be unstuck. And that means that he has to be our Lord. And he wants to take our sight away so he might give us insight. Well done. You've just been caught up on five weeks of kingdom. Now we are going to unpack a little bit of today. So Matthew 5, verse 9. If you go read Matthew, it's a portion of scripture that unpacks a lot of the kingdom of God. So if you read it like the kingdom of God is so-and-so. So, if, if people do this, they are like um, the kingdom of God. They'll be like people in the kingdom of God. So, it says this in Matthew 5, verse 9 Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called children of God. Now, when you think about a peacemaker, it's someone who brings peace into an environment. Now, the first question I ask uh, when I read that, I ask myself, is like, um, is, it's, it's a nice thing to hear, but like, honestly, how do I bring peace into an environment when there's no peace in my spirit? So how would I even begin to walk the journey of bringing peace into an environment? Because as I said, we've been through the most in the last two years. There was COVID, absolutely rocked our worlds. And just when we seem like we we're finding our footing and getting to some kind of quiet, bang, looting hits. And uh, cool, just as we're kind of finding our footing and cool, we grounded relational tension, high pressure work situations, bang, looting happens. Okay, cool, we're to do wraparound on that. Just as we're kind of finding our footing, Work just begins to be work. Just as you kind of find your footing, bank floods again, just as you find your footing, something just always seems to happen. So how can I bring peace into the environments that I walk into if there's no peace in my spirit? If it just seems like I'm going through thing after thing after thing. Well, I know for a fact that in God's kingdom, it's not impossible to have a peaceful spirit even if your world is in absolute chaos. So we're going to walk ourselves to a point this morning, draw a line in the sand, as I like to say, where when we walk out, we're going to walk out with such a great sense of desire to be in his presence, that when we walk out of his presence, we'll have peace in our pocket. Enough to give. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, peace in my pocket. So now when we think of this idea of getting this peace that surpasses all understanding, we've got to ask the question, how do I get this peace? How do I get this peace that surpasses all understanding? So now, if Jesus is our king, like we've established in week one, the question we need to ask ask ourselves is, how did he establish peace in his spirit even when his world was in turmoil? He paints a picture. He gives us the reference point, the example that you and I get to look at or draw from that we can apply to our own lives. So if you read the Gospels, uh, Jesus goes through the most as well. For example, and this is what, uh, the kind of rhythm that I, I noted that he lives by. He would perform some amazing miracles and then retire and go spend time with his father. Come back, maybe deal with the loss of a friend, loss of a loved one and then retire and spend time with his father. Or he would absolutely upset the Pharisees or have a fight with the Pharisees and retire and go spend time with his father. It's quite an interesting rhythm that he chose to live by. Shake up the disciples uh, a little bit with some great parables, unpack some scripture, have great conversation with them, but then, shoops, retire and go be with his father. He has to go to the cross now the whole point of his existence on earth, well, not the whole point, but like his mission here on earth, right before he retires to go spend time with his father. He's, I think that he's showing us how you and I get to experience or remain in a state of having peace in our spirit, even if our world is absolutely upside down. Because in Matthew 11, verse 28, in the message translation says this, Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Keep company with me. I think that last portion of the scripture is a glimpse of how we get to access this peace that you and I get to put in our pockets, enough to deposit into the environments, the people that are around us. We need to keep company with Jesus. And not even for nothing, but there's a point and a purpose to that keeping company. Because what what we do is find circumstances come at us because we can't really control everything around us. But when they do happen, we take our burden and leave it at Jesus' feet. To leave with his yoke. See, it is in his presence that you and I can walk out with his peace. Then when stuff begins to happen, circumstances begins to change, some difficulty comes our way. We get to walk into his presence, leave our burden, leave our worry, leave our fear, leave our doubt, leave our concerns, and walk out with his peace. Then people say, oh my gosh, how are you going to handle the economy like this? Here's some peace for you, brother. God is still in control. How are you going to cope? There's a second round of, or 77th round of COVID. Here's some peace for you, brother. God is still in control. Oh, how are you going to cope? It seems like you are going to lose your job. There's a great recession. Here's some peace for you, brother. God is still in control. That's how you and I get to live our lives as we immerse ourselves in his presence and walk out. With his peace. Because if you and I govern ourselves on our own peace, oh boy. <laughs> That's gonna be incredibly difficult because it is hard to keep my spirit at peace when stuff begins to happen in my own world. So we need something greater. If he is my king, then he is my source. Matthew 6.33. Most of us might know it, but it's, uh, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. One of the things that you and I get to do on the journey towards accessing this peace that surpasses all understanding is we need to seek first his kingdom. Have you ever played a game of hide and seek? If you haven't, let us pray. Laughter have you ever played a game of hide and seek? Yeah. Yes. I remember the, when I was in grade 11, my best friend had a, had a, a sleepover. So obviously, we went and um, we watched some movies. And then we played a game of hide and seek at 11 o'clock at night. Now, I'm not saying I was only a black guy there, but nonetheless, <laughs> we played a game of hide and seek. And listen to me, I hid so well, I had to come out and be like, is the game over? <laughs> Oh, we're still playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, little one. There was a joke. Babe was shutting me down. But I'm not even lying. I actually did win that game. Like, I had to come out of hiding. But um, I'm convinced. And I actually could see and witness witnesses for myself. They were looking high and low. Once everyone had been found, their asked was, where's Sia? So now... You can imagine how many of us. There were like eight or nine. Nine people looking for me. Still not found. What a thug. Um, but here's what I would hope for us this morning that we would hunt and search and turn things upside down as we seek his kingdom. Even if it means we abandon everything and end the darkest of nights our objective, our sole resolve is I'm going to seek first his kingdom. If I have to grab some companions and chase after seeking his kingdom, that's exactly what I'm going to do because I want to seek his kingdom. Because when I do, I'm going to immerse myself in his presence. I'm going to keep company with him as I get given his peace to carry in my pockets and into environments that I walk into high and low. When we seek first his kingdom, we eliminate the weight of worry. When you and I seek first his kingdom, we eliminate the weight of worry. Because we know that he is going to take care of everything else. Our sole objective is, Father, I just want you. Father, I just want your peace. Father, I just want you. And in his presence, we get to experience his peace enough to store up. In our, have you ever been to a candy shop? And it's like, okay, take as much as you want. And you like, you take, and then you just, I mean, sorry, I almost spoke Zulu. And you go to Fagamako Queen. <laughs> um, and you get to put it in your pockets. And when you get home, it's like, hey, and you just, Chuck on you give, your cousins, your whatever. <laughs> Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Oh, that's how we get to be when you're in his kingdom, when you seek first his kingdom again. We immerse ourselves in his presence, so like more presence, more presence, more presence, and we walk out with his peace. So, like, here's some peace, 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 here's some peace. because we are living out of the peace that we live in. Because here's the thing that all of us know in this room. The troubles are still to come. Difficulties are still on their way. We are still going to experience trouble. But we can have confidence even in our experience of trouble because he has overcome the world. He has conquered it all. John 16 Verse thirty-three in the message, trans- I mean, in the Passion translation, says this: "And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you, and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. For you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world." Oh, that gives me such a great sense of peace. It gives me such a great sense of peace to know that he has conquered the world. The peace that rests and lives in him also is found in me. So which means I can walk out into circumstances with his peace that is within me enough to give. It means that you and I get to live in such a constant state of peace that we can give it away. So now I want to ask you this morning, friends, which area in your life is needing God's peace right now? Is it work? Is it your marriage? Is it your perspective? Is it your thinking? Is it your resolve? What area in your life is needing more of God's peace right now? Because there is more than enough for you in His presence. There is more than enough for you and I in His presence. Look at your neighbour and say, "Peace in my pocket." Romans fourteen verse nineteen says this. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Let us make every effort to do what leads to peace. So now, how do you and I begin to do what leads to peace? I've got three things, and then we're going to pray. First of those, Jesus has to be your king. Jesus has to be your king. If you're watching online or here in the room, if he's not your king, He has to be your king. Romans 5 tells us that we need to make peace with God. And how we do that is we accept Jesus into our lives as our Lord and Savior. He has to be your king. He's the reference point. He's the example that you and I get to draw from. We get to lean on him. We get to keep company with him. We get to walk with him. We get to work with him. We get to watch how he does it. He has to be our king. Because in John 5, he tells us that apart from him, we can do, John 15, sorry. He tells us that apart from him, we can do nothing. He has to be our king. So if he's not, I'll give you a soft opportunity at the end to make that decision this morning. But Jesus has to be our king. Point number two, the revelation that we get from the word can also lead to peace. If we take the John sixteen uh, scripture, where it says, where it says, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you, and will give you a great confidence as you rest in me. When we read scriptures like that, when it says, for this, in, for in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. That scripture and the revelation I get from that scripture can give me such a deep sense of peace. That when the circumstances come, I can rest assured or I can take heart that he has conquered the world. Any circumstance I experience is not greater than the the king that I serve. Anything that comes my way is not greater than the God that I serve. That can give me such a deep sense of peace. And as you unpack and delve deep into Scripture, as you get revelation of after revelation, it can give you a deep sense of peace because you are also still immersing yourself in His presence because all Scripture is God-breathed. Amen? Amen. And then point number three is to remain in his presence. He doesn't give as the world gives. So what we get from him is unbelievably more profound and potent. John 15 says that remain in me and I in you. So we need to remain in his presence so we might get access to this peace. Because 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16 says this. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way, the Lord be with all of you. The Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. When we are with him, when we are in his presence, he gives us peace at all times. And in every way. We're going to take a moment now. And Rick, oh, Anna, thanks, Anna Jane. But I'm going to share with you a little bit of a story of my life in the last few weeks. Uh, Because of, in my life, where I don't yet have. Peace is work. No, that's not to say that I hate my job. Not in the slightest. Love my job. Everything is going great. Um, But what I'm finding is that I'm not getting to the stuff that I want to get to because I'm doing a whole lot of stuff that I I need to do. So I'm like, are there not enough hours in a day? Obviously, like, just navigating that. And then now, obviously, um, not obviously, it's like my life apart from work has just been turned upside down, you know, like, so, I have no peace in my mind, now, I'm your best and your worst employee, because I just, I'm like a obsessed thing sometimes, I just keep going, because, um, uh, like, I'm not sleeping well, but I still come to work, I give you 110% of myself, go back, still not sleep very well, but in those moments, like, when he's lying better, like, two, struggling to sleep. Where, like, obviously your mind just runs well and you play out scenes and stories. Obviously you have to catch those thoughts at a certain point because it's not healthy. Um, where I begin to pray about a specific circumstance, or a specific thing, or uh, asking God for, like, kingdom breakthrough. Or if I'm stuck at work, like, asking for him, like, what's the next thing that I need to do? But it's just been a lot. So I always need to find a sense of balance because... I don't like chasing the work that I need to do, but I like to be, I like to pick and place things well. I don't have peace in that area, and it's been difficult, if I'm being honest. Like, it's been really difficult. Um, So, the point that I'd gotten to, and the way forward, was to, I don't know what I'd gotten to a point that cool, the first thing I need to do is chat to Ross. Obviously, everything that I need to do is all within my capacity to do, but there are things that need to get resolved around my work that will give me the best position or the best opportunity to get to a point of having peace. That's one. Number two, I need to invite God into the space that feels like has no peace. I need to take this burden of just, I'm not going to the most like I'm, I'm sore. It's like it's a lot of things happening at the same time. So I need to take all of that stuff, all of my burdens into his presence and leave with his yoke. Now, more consistently I do that, chat to Ross on a regular basis. Hey, I wanna do this, I'm struggling with this, I'm having difficulty navigating this. I talk to God on a regular basis, Lord, give me wisdom, give me clarity, give me a clear mind, give me perspective that I might navigate this season well. I need to make that a constant rhythm, That when I leave from those spaces, I leave with peace. So I know what I need to do. But I can't just do it once. I have to continue to go back into his presence. I have to continue to immerse myself in his word. I have to continue to remind myself that Jesus is still my king. And as I continue to do that, slowly but surely, the house of peace will be laid brick by brick. So, what area in your life right now are you needing a lot of God's peace? If you're here this morning and you need a lot of God's peace, won't you stand? I really felt this morning that um, that eliminating the weight of worry. Was the word for this morning. We were worried about tomorrow, worried about how this thing is going to play out, worried about if God is going to come through, worried about A, B, C, D, E. We're just worried about stuff. Maybe we need to sit in our day a different rhythm of living. May we const- constantly remind ourselves that He is our King. stick ourselves in his word constantly and remain in his presence. And the more you and I choose to do that, the greater our chances of living in the peace that we find in him. So that thing that you might be struggling with, I want you to hold that in your mind and turn to the person next to you. Let's be family for a moment. If you're courageous enough, you can share with them, but let's pray together. I'll give you an opportunity to pray together, and then I'll pray at the end. And if you're seated, you're welcome to stretch out your arm or uh, pray for them as well, however comfortable you might feel. But let's stand together in this moment, church. Lord Jesus, we uh, thank you so much that you are our king. That we can be about your kingdom. I pray, Lord Jesus, now in these moments that you would begin to deposit your peace into each and every single one of our spirits. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, won't you begin to rest on each and every single one of us? And for those of us that are standing this morning, needing your peace to break through in an area of our lives, won't you give us clarity, wisdom, and perspective on what the next best move is? In Jesus' name, where there is worry, Father, we pray that you begin to eliminate it right now. Where there is fear, Father, we pray that faith will rise. Where there is hopelessness, Father, we pray that your hope would sit deep in our spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. And for those of us that are here this morning that might not have made you our king. Father, I pray that we would make that decision this morning to make you our king. We would put you first in our lives. Repent of our sins and choose To follow you. In Jesus' name. We pray for peace to deposit deep into our spirits this morning. That we might walk out with peace in our pockets. In Jesus' name.